0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to Addie Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, is Adam Ronis. We're here from Fantasy Alarm, the Sawdust Podcast Network, and uh, appreciate you all tuning in, listening. What's up, Adam? How you been, man? How's the weekend going for
1: you? Or how did the weekend go? It was a busy weekend a lot of work. I was doing a couple broadcasted coverage of the Kings Classic for the auction draft on SiriusXM XM Fantasy Sports Radio, and Sunday, obviously, was usually a uh, a big fab day for baseball. I did get to go out a little bit with my friend, uh, sit outside, eat some pizza, drink some alcohol. Not a lot, but yeah, good weekend, you know, preseason football underway. Got a bunch of, I think I have four different baseball drafts, slow drafts going on right now. Four different sites. You have four slow drafts going on right now? Yeah. I, I think I only have two,
0: actually. What what four, do you got going on right now?
1: Four different sites. RT Sports, Best Bowl, Underdog, Best Bowl, DraftKings, Best Bowl, Best Bowl, Tents, Best Bowl.
0: Oh, OK. All right. Sponsored by anybody? Do we give shout outs to anyone? Mm,
1: no. No? OK. No. <laughs> I paid my way in, so no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, usually like, you know, somebody sponsors it. Somebody like John and Pemba is like, hey, I'm putting together this best ball for FA Nation.
1: <laughs> oh no, nah, just I just jumped in blindly.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, how are those drafts going for you? What I mean, are they, you know, what what what's the clock? Four hours?
1: Um, the underdog is eight, only because it's 30 seconds on the clock or eight hours. That's no in-between. Right. So it actually has moved pretty quickly. Uh my alerts weren't on. I didn't know that. And now I figured it out. But the last I checked, I was on deck. So I made my first pick today. It started today. Um, the RT sports one is four hours. DraftKings is eight. That one's almost done. I think I have two picks left or three. And Best Bowl tens is four.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm doing well, I got the draft with Giants one. That's like um, I think that's a four-hour clock. And oh, we just started the uh the Sirius XM rookie draft for our Dynasty League. And uh yeah, that's an eight hour clock. I think I think I, I made a pick like, I don't know, like seven hours ago. And I think uh, a person after me was still on the. Uh...
1: <laughs> really? That's I mean, look, again, you know, stuff is going to happen. But that long for an industry draft, that's well, you know, here. So here's here's the thing.
0: Right. And I mean, I'm not going to call out any names or anything like that. Um But like this league, so I used to be the commissioner and and I turned around and I was like, listen, I've been the commissioner for this league for, I don't know, four years now it's been going on, four or five years. And, you know, me as a commissioner, I'm like, I'm super anal. Um, I will, you know, I will make sure that I touch base with every single person. When I say, you know, who's in, who's not in, if I don't get a response from somebody, I seek them out. Well, somebody's taking over for me this year because I put out an email and I was like, listen, I just I don't have the the time right now uh to be, you know, the commissioner for this. So if somebody in this in this league can can pick it up. And now this is a this is a two conference 24 team, you know, extravaganza, but I was like, you know, if somebody else can can you know carry the water for me here, it'd be really appreciated. And so somebody did. And that person put out an email saying, all right, well, this is, you know, you know, you, you got to make your cuts, you know, six cuts before the, uh, you know, up to six cuts before the draft starts. Uh, and we'll go from there. And then, you know, sure as shit, right. You know, we're we're two people into one of those drafts and somebody turns around and is like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to make cuts and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's just so it's like all of a sudden now it's a it's a colossal mess. And Let's see. Oh, yeah. The person who uh, was going right afterwards. um, Yeah, is now hitting up everybody in the chat being like, can I make a pick? Can I make a pick? Yeah. So now I have to sit here and say, I'll roll it back because I'm a fucking sucker and I shouldn't be. But I'm going to because the person who's the fucking commissioner is obviously not going to be. yeah, not going to do it. Not going to do it on their own and and not even going to check it. Like, that's the thing. Like, if I'm the fucking commissioner, I'm checking in on both drafts. I want to make sure that everything's running smoothly. I want to make sure that, you know, everybody has a good experience. Um, no, but, uh, you know, you, you, you can't put other people up to your standards. As comm- like, you're a great fucking commissioner for the GST League. You're sending out emails. You're staying in contact with people. I'm sure if somebody doesn't respond, you turn around and say something, right?
1: Yeah. And because um, today was the due date for payments. And now I'm down to only two people. Oh, one of them, I guess, his emails was going to my junk mail because he contacted me three times today. And Carol's um, like, You heard from him? I'm like, Not yet. And then I went and saw it. And I was like, Oh, OK. So he, I guess, doesn't have PayPal, which is what I request. So he wants to do it through Zell, and then the other is uh, one of the co-owners of the bar, so I'm not worried about him. So we will. I will probably do the draft order after this podcast or sometime tonight. Um. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, this, you, you know,
0: an, is this an auction or a snake? I can't remember. Snake. snake. Oh, easy. You know, it's like fucking eight o'clock in the morning on Sunday for
1: me. Yeah, sorry about that, bro. Cause again, we were gonna do it in person and that's the time that he wanted to do it in the bar. So you you you're used to getting up early. Me waking up early is absolute hell. But you're you get don't you typically get up early anyway? I do. Well, you know, I mean that's the thing. On Sunday, I got the best
0: bets article for MLB. That shit's gotta be up usually before, you know, eight or nine o'clock my time. So yeah, I'm, I'm up at that hour, but I mean, dude, do I really do Is that what I want to be doing at fucking eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday?
1: Yes. Oh, you love okay. drafting. Come on, bro. I do love drafting. Wait, I, did, We did the draft. Did, we did it 11 a.m. last year too. Did we? I'm almost certain, bro. We're yeah, we always do it in the morning. Oh no. You know what? Because we didn't do it in person. We actually did it. I think on a Tuesday night.
0: Ah, oh, yeah. See, that sounds more so. more reasonable. Like I'm sure,
1: I'm sure I would have oh, pissed and moaned a lot more. Here's the problem. I mean, we could have tried to change it in the date, but once you get everyone agree, 24 people to agree to the same date and time, do you really want to risk trying to change it? At, you know what I mean? Because I thought about it after, and I was like, ah, uh, I didn't even bring it up with Chris, but I'm like, we have everyone has agreed to that time and date. You know, once you start shifting, hey, everybody. Can you do a Tuesday night at eight o'clock? Oh, I can't. I can't. Okay. What about Wednesday? I can't. I can't. Okay. All right. You know what? We should have just left it (laughs) Sunday. You know how it is, man. You know, we'll be like, Oh, we can't do it. We have a podcast. Uh, Well, we can move our podcast. We're flexible. We can be like, all right, we'll draft. That reminds me on Thursday, I got an
0: auction draft starting at 8 PM Eastern. Do you want to, uh, you want to record late night with me or do
1: you want to, uh, do you want me to find a replacement? Um. I think Thursday, I should be good. I think I should be good for late night. Yeah, I should be good, but we'll check in Wednesday. But I should be good late night. I'm up late. So yeah, we can do it after if you want.
0: Yeah, because cause I'm going to be wide awake and ready to pod after a fucking auction draft, right?
1: <laughs> That's dude. It that starts hot. at 8 p.m. Eastern. Dude, they're draining, bro. I am wiped after an auction. Like, I don't want to do shit. I'm just like, it's because it's, and people are like, what are you talking about? No, mentally, man, because you got to be on your toe. I'm even I'm even mentally drained after a snake draft, bro. Like, like these dudes at the Kings Classic, they did a snake draft and then took a break and then did an auction. I'm like, what is this? The fucking fantasy ma- the uh, marathon here? What are you doing? <laughs> like, cause I, I don't know. I'm just so dialed in and sharp and like I'm paying attention to everything. Like, there's some people who just go there, they fuck around, they drink, and then they wonder why their team sucks.
0: Well see, you know, like that's the funny thing. so for me, like you know, and listen, I'm not afraid, you know i'm 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 very open about uh my marijuana intake for me during a during a draft and it doesn't matter if it's a snake draft or if it's a or if it's an auction draft. if I'm at home, I put on uh, a show, a fish show, right and I listen I start from scratch, you know, from the timing because you know the the show lasts you know about three hours so. I put on a show, I'm smoking. I'm, you know i'm I'm engaged in the uh, in the uh, in the draft. I'm like, you know, just I'm all over it. And then by the you know, once that ends, then yeah, then that's all I want to do is I just I want to be done. I want to be over with, and I don't want to like, you know, whatever. I don't want to do anything else.
1: I'm also usually super high by the end of it, okay. Well, look. And then if it works for you and you've had success, then okay, no problem with it. You know, but I see people who like fuck around and drink and shit and then I'm they suck every year. And I'm like, well, maybe you should change your process. Well, I I won the GST last year. Yes, you did.
0: There you go. There you go. So I guess my process is quite all right.
1: Well. (laughs) (laughs) well it was a different it was also I think it was I'm pretty sure it was a weeknight I think so if I remember what weeknight.
0: does that matter dude I was really high during the draft I was really high after the draft. I'm a functioning
1: stoner oh that's why you took Josh Gordon I got it now I never took Josh Gordon you were so high you don't remember I'm, I'm looking not, at listen, the board right now you took him I in round am, 20 what yeah round 20 did I really no <laughs> I was going to
0: say, like, that's one of the players out there who I'm like, I have zero fucking interest in because to me, it's a wasted pick. Yeah, it's, all a, it has it's, been. A, it's a wasted pick. But, you know, listen, I, I, I th- this is what I like to do during a draft and just kind of, you know, that's that's it. That's my thing. Some people like to drink, uh, you know, to me, that clouds the brain a little bit. For me, I get I get hyper focused when I'm when I'm really high. And that, you know, big difference there. Big, big difference.
1: No, it is. And like I said, everyone's got to find what they, um, what their comfort level is and what works for them. You know, Uh, like I said, uh, there was one year we were doing the flex draft leagues in New York, and I got absolutely hammered because it was open bar and they were giving Ciroc for free. I'm like, okay, and I kept taking it, and
0: Ciroc for free. You're so funny. No, because don't. like you are like, like the unwhitest
1: white dude I know. Well, because it's open, you know open bar. <laughs> usually they have restrictions—restrictions restrictions on alcohol. I'm like, oh, Ciroc, yeah, and I love it. You know, different flavor. I don't know, remember what flavor I had that year? Peach, coconut? I don't know. Oh, straight.
0: come on. What?
1: <laughs> what? Peach or coconut vodka? It's oh, it's fucking good. Bro. Oh my god. And then uh, so I was hammered, bro, and I remember. <laughs> Like, Pat Mayo and Nando were trying to interview him on TV. I'm like, to Nando, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm hammered. He's like, even better. Come on, Pat. Interview him now. <laughs> and I'm And I won the league. I won the fucking league. And I was like, oh, shit. Because that's something I never do. I don't like to drink during the – I'll drink after. But before or in it, no. I don't want to. Like I said, I want my food before, eat a good meal. And I just want to sit there and focus, man. You know? That, I, that's just the way I am. And I feel, obviously, I usually – have pretty good teams that way, but I I don't want to The draft is what an hour and a half, two hours at most. Why do you need to drink during it? You got plenty of time after. Like especially when I was out in New York last week, like we hung out afterwards. Like the draft finished, our draft went, it flew by. I think we finished like I don't know one thirty, and we took a break too. We were flying through it, and so why do you need to drink during that time? Just because you're in a bar. So when we're done, yeah, I'll have a drink. I don't know. That's just me, though. Everyone's different. But to me, you're setting the foundation for your team for the next four months. Shouldn't you want to be focused and well-prepared and sharp, you know? Uh, But I don't know. Sometimes I feel like maybe people do that as an excuse. Like, oh, yeah, I was drunk. That's what my team's like. No, you suck. Just take accountability. (laughs) For real, because, look, we have so many people coming into this industry now. Like, I'm sorry. Not everyone is good, man. And that's where you guys have to come in and sort through the bullshit. And you know the people at Fantasy Alarm are successful. Just look it up. Like, again, there's GST League, which is two leagues of 12, 24 teams, high-stakes players, people in the industry. Three of the four finalists last year were from Fantasy Alarm. Myself, Howard Bender, Jempy And you have an affiliation with the other group. Uh, the New York Post, Jared Volk and Drew Loftus. So, and I know that's only one sample, but the point is, you know, we all put up, you know, over 300 bucks and all backed it up. And there's so many people coming into this industry now. And again, I'm all for giving people opportunity because I was no one when I first came in, right? No one knew who I was when I first came in with Sirius XM. But year after year, I feel like I proved myself in multiple sports. So just be careful who you're taking advice from, because there's so many people out there spewing shit now, acting like they know. And like, what have they done? Like, and I'm all again, I'm all for giving people opportunity and you can't just judge someone on one league. But I think if you look at what Howard and I have done for many years. We've had success.
0: Yeah, well, and and that's, you know, again, that's that's one of the things. um, and, And I'm fine saying it right. I mean, you look at fantasy football Twitter. You know, you all right. So so you were broadcasting for the Kings Classic, right? Yeah. And 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 the fantasy football expo that was going on. Now, I don't I don't know everybody who was in, you know, in these drafts, whether it was auction or snake. I, I have no idea. Um, I mean, I you know, I mean, no, I, I I can't say I have no idea, but like, you know, I'm looking at some of this, you know, Brad Evans. Okay, fine. I, I don't know if Dave R is Dave Richard. Yeah. Uh, if Dave it is, Richard. I know him. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Radcliffe. I know he's part of it. Uh, Andy Behrens, like these are got Bob Lung, Bob Harris, uh, Colby Conway. I'm looking at the the draft boards right now. You know, Jim Coventry. I don't know who Pat D is, or Pat Daugherty from, uh, yeah. NBC from,
1: sports from edge. NBC. Yeah. Uh, who's Brad K. Uh, Brad Cruz. He's a excellent high stakes player. OK, and especially in the auction format, he's really good. I've met him before out in Vegas, and I I think he crushed the auction, bro. Crushed it.
0: Well, we'll definitely take a look at his team in a sec. I, you know, for me,
1: though, like those are the names
0: like that's who I'm following. Then you turn around and you look at like, basically, it's it's fantasy football Twitter, right? And And the people who are sitting there on fantasy football Twitter right now who are the heaviest tweeters, like you know, with like stupid hot takes and shit like that. Those those people are not in it for the analysis and for the game. They're in it for the attention and the likes. You know, I'll put I'll put Mike Clay and and fucking Brad Evans and Jeff Radcliffe uh, and Dave Richard right now. Just yeah, th- those four against any other. Of, like, you know, some of the like the bullshit analysts that we see right now. And it's not even close. Like the people that that I'm sitting there watching on on fantasy football Twitter, like making just the the dumbest statements, and there's nothing backing it. That's the problem. They don't understand the X's and O's of actual football. They're the ones who are like, oh, well, this is what he did last year, and you can probably expect him to, to build off of that performance. Can you? Really? Not, not, nothing about a new scheme or a new coach or, you know, different quarterback, different player personnel, you know, new coordinator. Like none of that shit is out there for them. And it's just it, it just blows me away. It really does blow me away. So to your point that you made 20 minutes ago that I've just blathered on now is you have to be very careful with with who you're taking advice from, you know, and. Like, I I feel like in all honesty, I might have to get off of Twitter uh, or like at least of of like giving people advice on Twitter, because I just I really I want to prove to people that you get what you paid for. And if you turn around and I could rattle off a dozen people's names right now that I guarantee you that if you listen to them for their fantasy football advice for your team, you'll fucking come in dead last every year. Every year you'll have a shit sucking team. you'll miss the playoffs like on a regular basis and and is that is that what you want? is that is that like you know, oh, this person's really funny on Twitter, that's what you want. I mean, if they're funny on Twitter and they can give you hardcore fantasy advice and good analysis, that's one thing. But if they're just out there fucking making stupid statements and you know jokes on Twitter. Like, why would you take advice from that person? It makes no sense to me, Adam. None. Don't yeah. get me wound up on this shit, man. I
1: try to do that. I, I like to get your blood pressure boiling. Uh, I know you've, you need to get animated about something. So, yeah, I do that intentionally. No, you like <laughs> to do that to me. Uh, but, <laughs> but, no, it's, it's true, though. You have to really be selective. And, uh, you know, it's great that the space is growing. there's more people out there, but it also can be a negative sometimes. And uh, there are a lot of people that are just looking to get attention. And, you know, my goal as an analyst is to help people win and provide them with information to make those decisions. And I think we're entertaining in the process, especially on this podcast and on radio. But, you know, sometimes on Twitter, just don't have. Sometimes I look and I'm like, do these guys fucking work? They're like on here all fucking day tweeting shit. You know, I'm sorting through it for news and shit. And I'll hop in from time to time and make a crazy statement or whatever. But I'm like, damn, man, people on Twitter, like putting tweets out all day. I'm on Twitter a lot. Don't get me wrong because I'm looking for news and stuff. You know, but like I see them like always typing shit and saying shit. I'm like, do they do any like, you know, I'm doing research. There's there's a certain point. I'm like, all right. I got to dig in on some things here. I got to step away from Twitter for a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm like that as well. I'm like, oh, all right, let me, uh, you know, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like looking at the latest news and stuff like that, like, you know, this morning here, I'll take it th- th- this morning. Um, <clears throat> I was like, all right. So for personal reasons, I was, you know, I was out of the loop a little bit for the weekend. Right. So I said, all right, I'm going to get up, uh, you know, Monday morning. I'm going to get up at like 4 a.m. And I'm going to le- legit just read through all of the news throughout the, you know, throughout the weekend and catch all the things that I missed and who's reporting what and, you know, which injuries and and this and that. And, and I'm doing that. And I mean, you know, that's 4 a.m. My time, 7 a.m. Eastern, you know, by the time I want to start, you know, I'll, I'll finish that up. Then I'll write an article and this and that. But, you know, I'm like sitting there going through Twitter timeline and shit. And it's like. Yeah, they're they're sitting there, and it's you know okay, it's eleven o'clock in the morning on the east on the east coast, um, where a lot you know most people are, or ten a.m. central, and they are they're just they're tweeting the dumbest fucking shit, over and over again, and it's like, it's it's mind blowing, mind blowing, ugh, ugh, I mean at least when you were announcing you were you were broadcasting this draft. They were all legit players in there, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Can't even imagine what the rest of these chuckleheads were all about. Did you talk to anybody? Did you talk to any other side people who weren't in the draft?
1: Uh, No, actually, because did we actually interview any participants? No. So what happened was we had Michael Fabiano on site as a reporter. So he interviewed the participants similar to what I did at the flex draft the previous week since I was there. Um and the broadcasters were I would interview a few participants. So that's the way it works. So yeah, we didn't we didn't actually get to interview the participants. We had Michael Fabiano on site interviewing them.
0: Okay. So he was he was talking to the participants. Was it anybody um you know? <laughs> I mean, so everybody he talked to was in the draft. He didn't have yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't bring you Oh, hey, I'm standing here with uh, so-and-so from whatever bullshit site. And, uh, you know, they're they're just sitting here soaking no. up the
1: atmosphere. Nah, no. no, because uh, it actually, so, you know, we went into the room and they, they were moving at a fast pace. So we were like, yeah, this is pretty good. Let's stick here, you know, so you could hear the bids and everything. Um, so, yeah, it moved at a pretty quick pace. And then, you know, uh, I was with Dr. Roto and Joe Dolan, so broke it down analysis. We'd go from to Fabiano from time to time. So yeah, it went pretty smooth and um, yeah. So, and he, he interviewed a few, I think maybe three or four participants. Well, they had a break and he's like, yeah, everyone left the room. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean,
1: then I everyone guess they ran
0: outside to get high.
1: Yeah, probably. And then they came back and he was able to get a couple before they started the second half of it. <laughs>
0: All right, you guys can probably listen to these broadcasts. Go to uh, the SXM app. Uh, I'm sure you can type in fantasy drafts and look for the King's Classic. Uh, it was Adam Ronis, Joe Dolan, and who else?
1: Doctor Rodo for the auction part. Then for the snake part, it was a different set of broadcasters.
0: Oh, uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Here, we're gonna uh, we're gonna pay some bills and. Uh, pop onto a a commercial break. When we come back, let's dive into the auctions here. Adam said that Brad Kay, this high-stakes player, he thinks he absolutely crushed this auction. Well, when we come back, we'll see if he actually did. So stick around. Howard Benner and Adam Ronis. Annie up, back on the other side. All right, Adam, here we go. The auction, we'll start off in the, uh, I'm looking at the draft board right now, or at least the draft grid. And uh, I guess I'll tweet out this uh, this link when we uh, when we drop this episode. So if you're listening, uh, be sure to go to Twitter and, you know, at Adam Ronis at Roto Buzz guy. uh, And that way you'll be able to get the draft board and and follow along. I will bookmark that sucker right now so that I can make sure that we uh, we send that out. Give some good promotion, by the way. Uh, shout out to Bob Lung, who, uh, who who uh, you know, organizes all of this. Uh, Bob's a great dude. Absolutely love him. Uh, the consistency guide that he puts out every year. Um, always first rate. I'm just a I'm just a big fan of Bob. Uh, I like him a lot. So um, he is actually, he's in this auction here, um, but he didn't crush it as much as Brad. So tell me here, Adam, as I'm looking at Brad Kay's team, uh, tell me what was so
1: delicious about it. Well, first of all, this is a 14-team league PPR and with three flex spots. So I've always said, anyone who has listened to me or read my work, you have to be flexible on a draft. You can go in with a plan. And if you were – and it was pointed out on the broadcast as well. You could see early on the uh, the top-tier receivers were going too cheap. And that's where you have to jump in immediately. So you saw Dalvin Cook go for 56. Zico for 51, uh, Henry went for 50, McCaffrey, 62, Kamara, 52. So they were spending up Tyree kill 40, Devontae Adams, 42. Why bro? Why those guys are more, probably more safe than a lot of those running backs. So I think that was identified by a couple of teams. Andy Barron's was another who did it because he went 38 digs, 35 Hopkins, 34 Metcalf. I think you do want to, focus more on wide receivers in this. If you could start up to six in a PPR format, and that's what Cruz did. Lamb 31, Devontae Adams 42, Keenan Allen 30, Ayuk 18, Judy 17, Antonio Brown 7. That is just great. And you're like, well, what about the rest? Well, you know, your quarterback, you're clearly not going to spend on. Cousins for $1. All right, we know what Cousins did. serviceable, right? He's He's been very productive. You know, not someone, do I want him as my quarterback? No, but 14-team league, $1 on your quarterback? Sure. Now the running back, Swift at 26. Okay, we know there's some concerns, but it's PPR. cream, 115. 15. Uh, and then on the bench, um, you know, he didn't really get any great running backs, but the receivers are just ridiculous. Christian Kirk at two, Traquan Smith at one, uh Quez Watkins. Damn, I didn't even realize that, that was towards the end. I know he had um a, a great uh preseason and they've been talking him up in Eagles camp. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just This, that's the probably the way I would have built my team, or the way even Andy Barons and Andy Barons. You look, uh, here's the thing if you're in an auction, you get one of these cheap rookie quarterbacks because it's easy to get a veteran. Justin Fields for four. What do you do? Matt Ryan for three. Perfect. If Justin Fields doesn't start right away, you put Ryan in. Fields eventually should start. You know, who else did that? Uh, Jeff Ratcliffe. He spent a little bit more, though. Trey Lance, six dollars. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, four. So, you know, those the, the two rookies came out early, so you knew there was going to be a little buzz on them, a little pricier. But Ryan Tannehill for four, perfect combination. Um, but, yeah, b- back to Barron's. Uh, Diggs, 38. Hopkins, 35. Metcalf 34. Pitts for 18. Robbie Anderson, 14. And the running backs are not bad. Etienne, at 20. Melvin Gordon for 17. I mean, Javante Williams looked great in the first preseason. Gordon sat out with a little bit of a groin. Maybe Gr- Gordon does lose. Some of the job as the season goes along. But I just thought that was the way to attack it, man. Pummel the wide receivers. And those guys are too cheap, man. They should not be going that much cheaper than those top-tier running backs, man. Because, look, the team who took Zeke and Cook, you spent $107 on Zeke and Cook. And the rest of the roster, I mean, okay, you, you, you heard those receivers and those two teams. Now, this team's coming with Marvin Jones, Odell Beckham, Henry Ruggs. You can say, yeah, well, look at cooking.
0: It's, it. it's 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 not the greatest. And yeah, listen, you know, it's kind of funny that you say that because for 107 dollars, Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, Andy Barons for $107, um, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, and and DK Metcalf. All right. So, so like, you know, that that part I can see, like that I get from, from what you're talking about. I'm trying to look around this board here for uh for other guys. And yeah, listen, I'm I'm with you that. <clears throat> you know, you're spending up for these wide receivers because they're available to you. But you know, I mean, Nick Chubb at 39 and and Chris Carson at 28. Um, you know, the Eckler at 42. Like to me, I would have gone instead of. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm looking at Colby Conway's team here, and I would have gone. I would have gone 39 for for Chubb, and I even if I went 42 for Austin Eckler, I would have gone you know, the high end money for a better receiver for, for a a more high level wide out who is available uh, at that point, like the Michael Thomas at six, Michael Pittman at nine, Juju at 15. I don't like that, especially if he's also like, you know, Raheem Mostert at 13, I would have gone for a better high end wide receiver, but like, I, I see your point that these wide, these top tier tier wideouts are going for too cheap. And you wanted to do that, but I mean, again, you still have to field, you know, an entire team. And while Ceedee Lamb, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen is an absolutely brilliant wide receiver trio that that Brad Cruz has, you know, DeAndre Swift and Kareem Hunt as your uh, as your running backs. That's yeah, but see, it's you, not going to do it. Yeah, but look at his three flexes, bro. That's the point. Like A, B, Brandon Ayuk, and Jerry Judy. That's phenomenal, man. It's, 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 it's great and it's solid, but again, okay, you so still need he, to kind of you know spread it out a little bit more.
1: Nah, I, I like the way he did it because, again, you only have to start two running backs. You only have to start two, and Swift is fine. You can say, well, there's Jamal Williams there. Swift's still going to catch a lot of passes, and Kareem Hunt is heavily involved. And if Chubb goes down, we know his role increases. That's the way I would have built it. There's no way Dobbins and Montgomery went for $34 each.
0: Who you I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ponied up for 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 fucking back
1: tier running backs like that. I wouldn't have done that. But I'm saying that's the the people overvalued the running backs and the receivers were not high enough. Are you taking Dobbins and Montgomery at 34 or Metcalf at 34? I mean it's definitely taking Metcalf at 34 there. So, but that's this is the point. If you have to spot this early on. When you're in the sitting in this room, and we've said it on radio, the receivers are going too low compared to the running backs. So yeah. immediately jump in and take those receivers. I mean, Keenan Allen for $30 and a PPR, bro. Like, if you, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Uh, I, I just, I like the way they built their teams because yeah. they're flex, like the flex spots. And now you could disagree with me on the assessment of the players, but. Antonio Brown, Ayuk, and Judy, and the fl- three flex spots is better than almost anyone. And I didn't look at everyone closely, but well,
0: Kobe, Conway's flex right now are Eckler, Mostert, and Mike
1: Williams. They're good. No, considering what he spent, it came out well. Obviously, he's going to need Thomas to come back quickly. I, I mean, and Evan Ingram's key too at three bucks. You know, is he going to? And I think he's got Cook as his other tight end. So if one of those pan out, I think he'll be in good shape because he got Jackson, Chubb, Carson. You know, I still like Pittman. I like Juju at 15. Uh, Mostert, we know he's going to be productive when he plays, and I love Mike Williams at 15. So he actually was able to construct a pretty good team. I actually do like that team. There are a couple teams in here that are absolutely horrible, and there were teams that mismanaged their budget, too. Um, I know oh, How talk-
0: the fuck are you in an industry league and leaving $10 on the board
1: or $6 on the yeah, board at the and end? Yeah, that happened, and we interviewed him, and he realized it. But, yeah, it's— Look, and and Joel, Dol- Joel Dolan, I think brought this up during the break. I don't think I did maybe he talked about it on air. I know we talked about it on the break, but he's like, look, we've all been there where we you get in an auction and shit goes awry, and you just it's happened to all of us. So it happens. You you don't want it to happen. And the more experience you have, it won't. It's I've said this, you know, there are, I think two things that are kind of difficult to teach sometimes in fantasy. Fab is one of them it's a it's a feel a gut thing an experience thing and an auction too we can sit here and tell people hey this is what you do blah 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 x and o we can map it out right 2000 words it don't mean shit bro because until you get in that room or online and you're doing it and you're bidding you don't know like we can sit there and give them every play by play no here this is what you do this is what you do It don't matter man you get in that room and prices go high you got to figure it out you got to be able to pivot very quickly and it comes with experience you know, I, I don't expect anyone to do their first auction, go in there and do well. Uh, like I said, Brad Cruz, I know, has very successful in the high stakes leagues in the auction. He knew exactly what he was doing. And you could tell, you could disagree. But these guys his, are
0: all these guys are all
1: experienced. Look at every single, every an single an auction, one of though? these people. And au- I mean, no, because I don't think the auction is 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 popular in fantasy football. Okay. Dave
0: Richard, Dave Richard has been around forever.
1: But I, does remember- he do, I don't know? Does he do a lot of auctions though? I don't know. I might um, not. I don't know. I, I really don't know because I don't.
0: I remember. I remember. Here you go. I remember reading Dave Richard's stuff at CBS Sportsline back in like the late 90s, early 2000s. No. He's been around a while, but how many
1: auctions does he do?
0: Because I still you have to think in 20 fucking years of fantasy, you've been doing a bunch of auctions. Maybe not. If you not. is the most popular, bro. But if you're not. Do- Listen, if you are if you're a fucking 20 year veteran of this industry and you're not doing auctions enough to the point where you like you you can give somebody advice like how to how like how do you turn around and and solicit advice on how to how to proceed in your auction when when a when a 20 year veteran is leaving fucking 10 dollars on the end
1: dog oh, he admitted he said he messed up so look it it could happen to you or me we won't want it to happen but you know, you don't want to be in that spot. And then, you know, uh, Jeff Ratcliffe actually uh, didn't leave any money on the table, but he sent 17 on Rondale Moore because it was the last player left. I think he got up to 13, and he's like, well, I got 17. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's a yeah, mistake.
0: That, that, that thing that, that masks it. I, yeah, somebody it's fucking, a mistake, bro. I was in a fucking draft in an auction draft, and somebody – was leaving all this money on the board. They paid $24 for the fucking Patriots defense.
1: Yeah. It's a mistake. Like you can say whatever you want. I think he said he was, he was trying to bid up Brian Edwards and I guess it didn't go higher than three. He got stuck with him and he had the money left. So I don't know how much he thought he was going to go to, but yeah, I mean it, you can tell like there's a point, even I think Brad Evans even tweeted this out today. I love Jacoby Myers, but I don't know how the hell I spent 13 on him. Um, so it happens. You get to a point, you sit back, and they think they interviewed Brad. And he's like, Yeah, I got the hammer. You know, I got some guys, I'm... and he didn't get the guys he wanted. So, and I said that one of my Achilles flaws early that I noticed when I was doing auction, I don't spend early enough. I sit back too much. And I learned from that. I said, nah, you got to come out and be more aggressive. And it paid to be aggressive here, especially on the wide receivers. Once you saw the prices on those running backs so high, once you see – and I don't remember who the first receiver Tornado was. It might have been Tyreek at 40. Once you see Tyreek at 40, oh, shit, I'm throwing Devontae Adams out right now. Because if Tyreek's going for 40, you're going to get Devontae Adams right around the range. The The base was set. And what did Adams go for? 42. How's Adams going for 42 and these running backs are going over 50? Because you can make a case that Devontae Adams in a snake draft right now could be the three pick or four overall. You could absolutely – because what is what is – what is the downside or risk of Devontae Adams? It's only injury. You know he's getting a ton of targets with, from Aaron Rodgers, who wants to get him paid. He's in a contract. I don't year. think
0: anybody's disputing that. I mean, I guess here, because I, I wasn't listening to the broadcast, and I'm, you know, I, I love you, Adam, but I'm probably not going to go back and listen to it. You're um, first, <laughs> like, like the, the first half dozen picks, were they all running backs?
1: Uh, most of them, yeah, I believe so. And it was all the high-end guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of money's off the board. So Christian McCaffrey yeah. at 62. I think he might have been the
0: first. Yeah. Yeah. Derrick Henry at 50. Kamara at 52. Yes. Uh, Zeke Both. and, and mm-hmm. Cook, 56, 51. So, so all of those guys are going. And then, yeah, like that's the thing. If you, if you see Tyreek go for 40 and you've watched all of these guys go for like in the 50s, if if that's not a, a clear cut sign to you to investigate the high end wideouts, well then yeah man, I mean that's that's a problem. Auction auction drafting is a fucking it's it's a strategy. It's a savviness to it that you have to, you know, you really have to like that's the thing, man. People can can crack on me for fucking getting higher in an auction, but I'm fucking focused, man, and I'm noticing shit like that, and I'm making the pivots when I need to make the pivots. Mm.
1: Yeah, and then you that know, burns you can- me up
0: because I was in this last year, and I couldn't go to uh to to the this thing. And so somebody in this league obviously replaced me. But I mean, I I lost in the um I lost in the finals to fucking Corey Parson.
1: Well, essentially, I guess Colby took your spot, right? Representing alarm. No, Colby was still in it. Oh, he
0: was. Yeah, Colby was. Colby was in that. So. Um, I don't remember who it was. Or yeah, I mean, listen, I have no idea. Brad Cruz wasn't in it last year, that's for sure. Um, but you know, I was in this fucking thing, and I did the auction last year. And uh yeah, I ended up losing to Corey. I think it was it was either the finals or the the semifinals. Well,
1: well Corey was in the other one, so were you in the other one? Because there's there was actually there's there was actually three. Two of them were on site. One was online. So. We're looking at the Kings Classic Brown. Corey's in the Kings Classic Blender. Yeah, yeah, I was in the Brown last year. Okay. So was so Corey. All right. Well, I don't know why Bland he got moved. Year. Yeah, I don't know either.
0: But, man, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's that. that, that
1: wow. Just, here, dude, Antonio Brown, he paid, Corey paid 14. He goes for seven in the other. Damn. That's crazy. <sighs> you always see that. Yeah. But, Trying to look at it quickly. Yeah, Trey Lance went six and one, three in the other. Kyler Murray went 17 in both. Russell Wilson went eight and nine. So what did McCaffrey go for? A 60 here, 62 in the other. Yeah. Hi, yeah, yeah. Chubb went 51. Yeah, look. Chubb <laughs> went 51. Yeah. 39
0: in the other.
1: It's crazy, man. The different prices sometimes. How
0: about this? You can see you get look at that. Like, you fucking open your eyes and see who did what at the end to, like, not leave any money off the board. I love Matt Donnelly, but 17 bucks for for fucking Sterling Shepard and 13 and,
1: yeah. for J.D. McKissick? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have the money left over. Look, when you do have it, you might as well spend it, right? You can't take sure, it home. Sure, you know, sure, sure. can take it. But, yeah, it kind of camouflages if you're looking at amount left. But you could – we don't – We. I didn't even follow that trap right? We follow one. We, both of us clearly know exactly what happened here. It's like, yeah, you left a lot of money on the table. You're like, fuck, I don't want to go home with it. So look, and it's going to, it's going to happen almost to everyone. At some point you want it to happen early in your auction career. Like you shouldn't be doing that after you have a few auctions under your belt. You'll, you, you should figure it out like with anything, right? Like we've all been there. We've all left money on the table. It happened to me in a baseball draft. And I was like this is the worst feeling in the world, man. Like I'm going, (laughs) it's, it sucks, bro. Trust me. So like anything in life, right. You have to go through the experiences and making mistakes to learn from it. So we're just telling people who listen to auctions, like, you know, avoid that, you know, and it's going to happen, you know, your first, your second, but just like sex, right. You get better. Well, not everyone. Sorry. And there's some of you who still suck and don't get better. (laughs) Women tell me.
0: (laughs) You can always tell when you turn to your wife and you're like, Oh, you feel it? And she's like, Oh,
1: all right, fine. (laughs) Don't worry, the plumber's coming tomorrow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My wife, believe it or not, I couldn't believe it. She was like telling me how excited she was that when we go away because there are no dogs in the bedroom. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that is a unique change for you. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Let, me get like, a... Let me bring my blue pill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I better get some rest that day. The day before. Shit. I... <laughs> I knew yeah. I should have lost weight. Damn I it. Hope I hope you're doing your walking, bro. Get that Get that. Uh, heart rate up.
0: <laughs> Why? Why can't I just say that I had a heart attack
1: during sex and
0: that's how I died?
1: Uh, no, because that's what you want, bro. You can't have it the way you want. That's not how life works. <laughs> <laughs> we all doesn't everyone? Well, I don't know. No, nah, that would. You don't want to go out on a heart attack having sex with your wife. You can scar her, bro. You can't do that.
0: What? so that she's like, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna have sex ever. Oh, then.
1: so that's what you're trying to
0: do. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I wonder if that happened? Like, yeah, no, I'm sorry, I can't have sex with you. Wow, listen, the, the, the problem is, is that if she goes to somebody else, she's gonna be like, oh, yeah, he wasn't doing it right all that time. <laughs> God, damn, he was fucking shitty. Damn, I, was, I knew it. was I, was damn, waste, I, really... I just wasted twenty odd years of my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone always says, "Yeah, I want to go out." die having sex it's like well it depends who you're with i mean if it's a loved one or your wife or someone you care about i don't know about that now if you're with a uh if you're in a uh certain spot um and you don't have any feelings for her i guess right like oh yes i went out on a high note doing something i love if you finished <laughs> 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 Right before the heart goes out, damn, bro, that's like bad.
0: Oh. <laughs> right? Nobody dies in the afterglow,
1: right? Oh man, <laughs> how did we get here, bro? What are you? Where would you steer us? That was you, dude. That was, was you for everything. It wasn't I just me. Follow, I follow your lead, bro. <laughs> no,
0: that's you're crazy, man. I, I am. Just, am crazy. I am crazy. <laughs> well (laughs) we went from these guys all fucking themselves in this draft to (laughs) right somebody here should have died of a heart attack in the middle of this fucking auction i didn't say that no
1: stop i never said those words we were talking about dying of a heart attack while having sex with someone you love (laughs) completely different than i don't want one of these guys passing away Come
0: on! I don't want any of these guys passing away, but I'm just saying, man. If I could be like, if I knew that, like, if I would, I mean, Colby's young, healthy, spry guy, right? I mean, but I will tell you, man, if I got Nick Chubb for fucking thirty nine dollars, seeing the prices everywhere else in this fucking auction, if I got Nick Chubb for thirty nine, I'm good with the heart attack right afterwards well, and I know, going see, out
1: knowing it? And, and here's the thing: if I was in this auction and you were in it, I would bid Chubb up because I know you would go higher. Well, to a
0: certain extent, Adam, to a certain extent. Okay. Rule number three about auction and drafting,
1: that. you well, got to know when to let go. What would be your high point on Nick Chubb? We're not in any auctions together, so you don't need to worry.
0: Um, I mean, it would really, I mean, I would have to see what the prices are because, see, here's the thing. Seeing like, these I prices, know where I, would you go? What's that? Seeing these prices, where would you go? Seeing these prices, I would probably have topped out at like
1: 42. Okay. Right. That's fair.
0: Yeah, I mean listen, I'm looking at, you know, in in the uh, in the blanded division, fucking Camara at 44. Is one PPR what? and one standard? No, they're both PPR, I think, right? Yeah, I'm almost certain it's PPR. Yeah. I mean, this Nick Chubb for 39 from Colby. Yeah, I easily would have put it, you know, I would have, you know, good would have been going back and forth and I would have probably said 39 right? Like, you know, when it was at like 36 or something like that, I would have been like 39 and then put the fucking onus on everybody else. Do you think Nick Chubb is a $40 player? Let them kind of hash that out amongst themselves. I probably would have gotten them for the fucking 39. But if not, if somebody said 40, I'd go to 42 right from the start. If you go uh, beyond that, if you go to 43 or 44, I'll walk away. But you know, I mean, I, I just think that, you know, again, you got to know when to walk away from a player as much as you love a guy. You got to know when to walk
1: away. No, it's absolutely true. And that's the thing too. And a lot of these guys know each other. Um, and some of them, you know, they did a snake and an auction. A lot of them had multiple players, three, four players on both squads. So that's the thing. If you watch the snake draft and if you paid attention, you'd be like, okay, I know who he likes. And of course, some of these guys are Well, out there in the industry, and you know who likes who, because I think Bob Long was like in the Snake. He's like he took David Montgomery second pick around two, and he's like, well, I knew we wouldn't bake it back because Brad Evans was on the other end, and Brad Evans likes him. So, you know, not everyone knows that in their home league, right? Depending on who you're playing with, but sometimes you do know who people like. I mean, like people in my home league, they know who I like, right? If they if they're on FantasyAlarm.com, they got my rankings right there. If they're listening to these any up podcasts, they know my thoughts on players and. If they're listening to me on series XM. Like so, you know, it's, it's a disadvantage, but my goal is not to win my home league. My goal is to help you guys win and provide the analysis needed. Obviously I want to win every league I'm in, but my job, that's not why I was hired here at fire fantasy alarm. As far as I know, I mean, is it about me winning my leagues? Just let me know and I'll stop. Uh, I'll hide some shit. Um, No, no, that's not <laughs> why we hired you. We,
0: we hired it. you. Damn it. Damn <laughs> it. We hired you to be the eye candy of the website. Oh, that's worked. It's definitely right? worked. We were like, man, Howard's just not handsome enough. <laughs> so we need to we well, need to I, bring in some some eye candy. Yeah, that'd be Adam I, I,
1: I could for a certain demographic, they certainly like me. But that's another story for another day. That is a story for another day. <laughs> and on on that note. We're
0: going to get the fuck out of here. Why? Because we gave you guys some auction advice there. Some good, solid, sage auction draft advice as we break down the King's Classic. We'll tweet out the draft board for you guys again if you missed it. Um, But, yeah, that's going to do it for us here today. Adam, always a pleasure. You always put me
1: in such a great mood. I can't believe it. Dude, I'm being honest, man, because we have said many times, yeah, tonight we'll do a short practice. We never do. This is so much fucking fun. I like going back and forth with you. There's times we disagree, not much lately, but we do have, and I think that's good. But nah, this is so much fun, man. And I've always said this to anyone that has asked me I am blessed to do this as my career. And there's a lot of people that are trying to get in, but trust me when I say that Howard and I have sacrificed a lot over the years. We've been doing this for a long time. But the reason why we are still here is because we love this shit and we're passionate about it. Anyone who knows me or has followed me, And Howard knows, because I will say this too, Howard is one of the hardest workers that I've come across. And Moon, Justin Festerbun will say, I don't give compliments easy. He gets mad. He's like, you complimented Jen the other day. You never said shit to me. I'm like, yeah, you don't deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) But no, truly, Howard, Howard is an extremely hard worker. And I've always said this, anyone who works hard, you have my admiration, because it doesn't take much to work hard, right? It's effort and desire not, and you don't even have to be the most talented person to do stuff in life, right? You look at sports. There's some guys that are not talented. Why are they successful? They fucking work hard. So Howard works hard, shows up all the time. And this is so much fun. And I'm not just saying that. I absolutely mean it. And that's why we can do this for four hours, but we have a lot of other shit to do to help you guys win. Yeah, that's true. We definitely do. And that's what we're going to do.
0: I got to get in on, uh, on all the news. I got a early morning buzz to write and. All sorts of bets to, uh, to check out. So glad Matt Harvey, who had a no hitter going through three, by the way, um, did not succeed uh, after that. I was a little nervous when I saw that, but yeah. lo and behold, the real Matt Harvey showed up. Yeah. Especially
1: sure against Tampa. <laughs> Piece of Damn, man. I was looking at that Tampa run line earlier, too, and I never put the money in. Oh, well.
0: Oh, see? see, 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 What did I have there? Was it? it's eight one right now, nine one right nine, now? One. The bottom yeah, I took run. Tampa with the run line, so I'm mm-hmm. winning on that.
1: Good for me. I think I had a prop in there too. Is it? Uh, you, and real quick, were they eleven and one against Baltimore this year? I thought I saw that. Did you? Did you write that up, or did you see that? I did not write that up, but I did see that. Okay, yeah. So they're just pummeling. and I've noticed that now too. Some of these bad teams are just getting beat up, man. I oh, saw like, favorites are ridiculous over the last two, three weeks, right?
0: Yep. I, that's actually that's what I wrote up there. I was talking about that exact same thing um, when you're looking at it here. I mean, I just, uh, you yeah. know, where's the boop, 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 boop. Yeah, here you go. Uh, I wrote this up. We're going to be attacking the garbage teams as heavily as we can. And the Orioles are definitely one of our top targets. The issue, of course, is that Vegas also understands how bad some of these teams are, and you're just not getting any legitimate value on money line bets. So you got to be a little bit more creative. You know, I mean, it was minus 135 on the DK Sportsbook. Tampa Bay, minus one and a half runs.
1: Yum. Yeah. I think, yeah, they're going to have to start to adjust a little bit. But, uh, yeah, these teams are just getting beat up right now, man. Yeah.
0: I'm curious. I'm sorry to do this to you, man, but I know the Mets I know beating up oh. on your Mets tonight. I mean, how the fuck does that happen? Like how the fuck did, did, did the Mets have to like play the night game, then fly across country to play like 24 hours later?
1: I think that Mets Dodgers Sunday that game was moved a couple weeks ago. Oh. Um, uh, I believe so. But yeah, oh. look, I mean, it, they're gonna. They might be out of it at the end of this uh, stretch here against the Dodgers and Giants. So I knew. Look, they had two extra innings games against the Dodgers Friday and Sunday. When they didn't win one of them, you knew they were fucked because they were gonna get blown out of one of them, and it happened Sunday night. So yeah, they're they're in deep trouble. I guess it's better that they just fucking end my misery now and don't extend I, it into September.
0: I Actually, when I was writing it up, I thought about you this morning. I actually legit. I'm. I kid you not. Not just because you just said nice things about me but i actually felt bad for the mets like in the sense that they had to do this like that this is a book if i'm a fucking player i'm jet lagged and all this shit and now i'm like playing at fucking you know feeling it at like you know 9:45 at night basically my time i mean it's going to be 6th inning and it's going to be like you know past all the mets bedtime
1: or um since that's baseball susan they fucking beat the giants but i have kevin gossman in uh in an online championship in the nfbc so uh the Mets lose oh well dude, i'm
0: telling you flat out if i lose these bets i'm going to berate <laughs> you like nobody. why dude that's how baseball
1: works ask <laughs> susan Waldman. well that's baseball susan oh <laughs> uh, rich hills pitching too great oh I benched him in Towers. He has a two-star week. I'm like, I'm not pitching this fuck against the Giants and Dodgers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right, well, folks, thanks again for tuning in. (laughs) For Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Andy Up, and we'll catch you next time.